Namaskaram. Good morning, everybody. My name is Vinod. I am from the second batch of PGP, uh, the smallest batch that uh, happened uh, at IMK. And I am the first student who hails from Kerala at IMK. Um, I had a senior, Prashant Nair, uh, who is also a Mallu, but then he came from Mumbai. So I stake claim to be the first student who hails from Kerala. And for some of you who be nostalgic and have not heard uh, the Chetas and Chechis, I'll say a few words in Malayalam. Namaskaram. E program like swagadam. And with that being said, let me start off uh, uh, the, the invitees for this panel. Uh, we've got a really, really august uh, set of uh, panelists who's uh, joining us. Uh, to start with, let me first invite Nitin Mishra. Nitin has had a checkered career. He has worked at uh, Yahoo, Goldman Sachs, Oracle, uh, InnoWorks, Walmart Labs. But over the last four and a half, five years, he's been working at the Goods and Services Tax Network. He is the EVP uh, at uh, GSTN. And, and uh, GSTN as, a, as an organization is pretty interesting. Uh, you know, we talk of enterprise scale applications, uh, but a lot of the public goods uh, applications are really citizen scale. So the scale at which you know they have to operate is just incredible. I mean, just imagine 897 crore tax uploads that needs to happen, or about 24.45 lakh crores of payments that happens on a single portal. So Nitin is on the forefront of handling all of that. Welcome, Nitin. Thanks a lot. And thank, thank you, Vinod. Thank you. Thanks a lot for and making. Namaskaram. <laughs> namaskaram, Nitin. Namaskaram. Thank you so much. Um, the next. Actually, it's quite funny today. The next three folks that we have on the panel are all from the same batch. They're all from PGP 12. Um, and and uh, the next person that I wanted to introduce is uh, Shashank Jaiswal. He is uh, the superintendent of police at the uh, Mamik district in Mizoram today. Um, and it's quite interesting. When I was speaking to Shashank earlier for a prep meeting, um, he said, sorry, dear, I'm on a raid. I'm like, wow. I've never spoken to someone who's actually on a wait. So that absolutely gave me a high. And I was actually hoping that uh, today during the panel, he actually starts running for a wait and then we sort of can look like a whole thing live. Uh, let's hope that happens. Let's see what happens over the next one. But yeah, thank you. Thanks thanks a lot, Shashank, for coming in. Thank and you, It's great to see you in uniform. Uh, as I understand, immediately after this, you have to get on to your duty. So we really, really appreciate that you've taken time to uh, be here today. Um, the next person I want to introduce uh, is Ajit Balakrishnan, who's again spent quite a bit of time um, in the private space. Uh, last I heard, he did an interview with the CM's office in Kerala from Dubai and then flew down here. And since then, he's been the uh, part of the IT fellow of CM's office. Thanks a lot, Ajit, for uh, you know making this today. Thanks, Vinod. Really nice to see you all. Thank you. And... Uh, Last but not least, the final panelist that we have here is Sharif Rashid. He is uh, the Deputy Commissioner for Income Tax based out of Bangalore. And uh, the way he put out his uh, career was he started as a workman at Volvo, then a watchman at Titan, um, and then a raidman um, in his uh, previous avatar, and then finally the taxman. Um, I was really worried uh, to be talking to all these people. I wasn't sure if I'm going to start getting investigated or not. But then I decided to give it a shot in any case. And, and, and it, it's an absolute great uh, honor and privilege to have all of you here. So again, then, all right. Uh, so uh, without further ado, um, I wanted to sort of start uh, the first question. So all of you have done MBA. Uh, and I'm sure all of you say that, uh, uh, you know, after an MBA, after having spent whatever we spent for our courses, um, choosing a career in the public mm -hmm. Would, would not be the typical career choice. Uh, you know, people may want to join a corporate career, people may want to start up something. So um, what made you choose this vocation? Nitin, can I go with you first? Sure, Vinod. Um, so to be honest with you, I've tried all of them that you've, you've just mentioned. I've, I've tried corporate, I've tried the startup, and then finally I decided. So this was one uh, uh, you know, a vocation that was missing in my career graph. So I thought, let me experiment with this also. Uh, you know, I've been a technology passionist, right? I mean, effectively, right from the beginning, I've started with uh, uh, 
you know with with a very very low profile and then i grew up to become uh, to to have built a lot of uh, large scale infrastructures i mean at yahoo i built a lot of uh, a very large feed processing engine uh, you know for news for many other uh, uh, many other uh, uh, properties which we which we used to call i think when i when i started uh, looking at gstn as an organization the kind of scale that it was actually bringing in uh, you know the because everything internet scale people say internet scale is the biggest uh, biggest scale i have a feeling that what we built at citizen scale you know something that goes at national scale has large has much more large amount of complexities than what we built at uh, uh, you know internet for internet scale because you have a choice of choosing who you want to serve when you are actually working but here you don't have that choice you basically have to be inclusive you have to think about people who actually are absolutely absolutely at the lagging end of uh, digital uh, evolution uh, and people who are actually uh, you know far more technology enthusiasts who have built uh, you know very large scale uh, uh, stuff uh, in their own uh, streams so i think this was a very interesting and a complex challenge that i took at gstn uh, you know of course uh, my passion to work my family has been from government so my passion for doing something for a government organization has always been there so this happened at the right time uh, you know with with all the experiences that i've had uh, building large internet scale applications which i could apply and could deliver uh, you know what we could of course there are different uh, views and viewpoints about uh, gst portal and all but i think look at the scale 897 crore invoices which have gotten reported thus far 24.45 or 25 lakh crore payments that have happened i think i think we have achieved the the target but yes there are miles to go uh, you know we are continuously improving so i mean that's that's how my journey has been and that's what has been my calling for for working with gst thank you thanks nathan can i put the same question to shashank now yes and uh, i think uh, i have the same answer as nitin sir has just said because i was work i i did my engineering mechanical engineering then i worked with tcs then i joined iim kozhikode and i learned a lot then i joined uh, jindal cn power limited i was working with the chairman with the, the cxos of the organization and uh, i was in the corporate affairs department uh, there uh, i got the chance to meet the policy makers the law makers and i was also associated with pikki so they were working on a law so and i we used to interact with the with the ministers as well as the, the ias and senior ias and ips officers and i was so much inspired by them i mean the work they do the impact they have for for the society so that time i at that time i decided that i should give it a shot and uh, with the grace of god i got selected and i chose ips over foreign service and various other services because i loved this uniform and really i mean not a single day it has been almost 6 years since i joined the service there is not a single day where at least once i get an opportunity to change someone's life because we can reach directly to the people and we can serve the people and this service is actually uh, keeping me uh, head on and it's really 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 inspiring so this is the i am really blessed that i i chose this service and i'm really here this is the reason i joined yes thank you thank you so much shashank thank you so much for those words and it just sort of struck me right now as we are looking at as i'm looking at this batch we've got um, representation from north we've got representation from the east and as well from the south um, obviously west is missing but hopefully when we do another one another round we'll get someone from the west as well uh, for another discussion but just so moving on my, my calendar is agmut so that is arunachal pradesh goa mizoram and all union territories so i represent uh, everything <laughs> everything <laughs> wow cool uh, ajit do you want to take that question sure uh, so uh, post iimk i had a brief stint with consulting with mindtree and uh, after that i was in one of the most cushy jobs in corporate uh, with emirates traveling around the world seeing a lot of places uh, so when you get into a very comfortable zone uh, you feel that okay you have to do something else and uh, i always wanted to do something back for the home state in one way or other so when this opportunity came in i just took it i applied came over here for an interview as i told and yeah got in great sharif i wish i could give a very planned answer for this because my decision was a very impulsive one uh, like two months before giving my paper first at titan 
uh, I never thought about civil service to begin with. Uh, I would be the last person someone would associate with the civil services altogether. You ask my batchmates. Uh, it's like uh, I was with Tanishk at that point of time, a ABM, uh, handling Kerala and Tamil Nadu. Uh, so uh, it was a sales job, like Ajit was saying, very cushy job, uh, all settled. Uh, I was in Cochin at that point of time. Uh, that's when the whole uh, Lokpal issue back in 2011 to, uh, broke up and uh, everyone started talking, everyone around were discussing about how bad the system was, how unprepared India was for all the challenges ahead, how systemic corruption has become. And uh, I was there merely a spectator, uh, not being able to even comprehend what was happening in its entirety because I was that ignorant of uh, things around me. I need to admit that. Then, uh, I mean, thank God my uh, education loan was also almost paid off. So I thought, okay, uh, let me just give it a shot. And then I met this friend who was uh, about to leave for Delhi to prepare for civil service exam. And Delhi was always close to my heart because that is closer to the Himalayas. So I've always been wanting to go there. And this was an excuse to get away from the mundane work I was doing because at a point of time I felt uh, I just uh, kept in, uh, I looked at from the sidewise and just uh, ask myself what makes me happy. And it wasn't selling gold. It wasn't uh, making targets. It wasn't making money. Uh, I realized that making others happier somehow made me much more happier. So then I figured out that civil service would give me a platform. If I didn't, uh, I didn't succeed in it, I might find some other channel. So then the whole Delhi thing and preparation went and yeah, I, I got in there. Yeah. So yeah. Very nice. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Now that it's actually interesting that uh, almost everyone on the panel have had um, a stint in the corporate career. Um, and now we've been spending um, a few years uh, in, in, in public service. Um, would you want to uh, contrast um, how things have changed now that uh, you, know, you are in the space uh, serving public good? Nitin, do you want to go first? Yeah. Uh, sure, Vinod, let me... Uh... Let me take a shot at. I don't know if I'll be able to do justice to the, uh, you know, to the subject. If you if you look at the way India has evolved over last, uh, you know, 30, 40 years, when the IT revolution actually started back in uh, 1980s, uh, you know, across US, and how the internet started invading lives, I think I think all of us would have felt the way, uh, you know, the the interaction with uh, each other has actually changed. It's not just about social media. When internet started off with just an information, uh, you know, information uh, uh, gathering, information uh, dissemination, and so on and so forth. I think if you if you look at the way the government has transformed, the government has actually moved away from an office sort of a, you know, where each time we, when you had to go to file an income tax income tax return, for example, you have to go rush find some one CA, and then you know make him fill up your uh, forms. From there, right now, you know, they have actually gone ahead uh, to create an online portal where you can file your income taxes. And I think in coming few days, I'm also part of, uh, uh, you know, the panel which is which is looking at the tech uh, the transformation of uh, income and income tax insights and all. And the way I see, they are now working on a pre-filled returns. I mean, effectively, all you have to do, all all you have to do is to go and change uh, and just declare what uh, whatever is there on the portal and say yes or no to it. So you know the the whole citizen facilitation services in in government is actually changing with the way uh, with use of technology. I mean uh, the technology is now being very very invasive in all government policies and policy formulations. Look at GST for example, right? GST never had any paper system when it go, when it got launched on first of July two thousand and seventeen. That itself there was only an IT platform. Of course, IT platform had to scale because there was less time. The law was also evolving. We have had some 500 plus changes, but then the system evolved. I mean, if you see the way the GST system has actually evolved over time, we still uh, continued to enroll 1.2 crore taxpayers, uh, and with so much of payment and invoice uploads have happened over time. So I think if you look at the way uh, what used to be there in corporates, also even corporates are also sort of evolving now. Look at the COVID, uh, uh, you know, the way the COVID uh, uh, crisis has been handled. You know, a lot of corporates, uh, uh, you know, for example, TCS is already working on a policy where 90% of their employees will actually work from home, right? And technology is enabling it. 
So, you know, to contrast what uh, the corporate world was like uh, and the government world uh, was like about 10 years ago, you, you, can, you can see that a lot has changed and it is a continuous journey. I mean, in the next five to six years, you will see government is actually uh, leading the corporates in, in terms of innovation and in terms of providing citizen scale services. And that's something which is also binding me, uh, you know, for me, for someone like me who's always looking for something new. Uh, you know, I'm continuously seeing the the evolution of technology and evolution of technology platforms, uh, which are more citizen centric. You'll see more and more of that happening over over next few years. So I don't know if I did justice, but uh, that's how I I look at it. No, I absolutely agree with that. Uh, I mean, even in my own sphere of uh, work, I do see that a lot of the fundamental uh, innovations seem to happen from government or from government-sponsored uh, activities. Actually, there is a study out there somewhere that says that almost every component of an iPhone um, has actually been sponsored by some government-funded uh, uh, study, either in a university or in the armed forces or somewhere else. So you're spot on to say that uh, you know the government would typically keep leading some of these uh, innovations and disruptions. Um, so so that's that's great to know. And it's also a good challenge for folks on the corporate side when you said that you know the government is going to start leading um, as, as far as technology uh, innovations and upgrades are going to happen over the next five or six years. That's great. The other point I I started realizing in a very, very uh, visceral way is when we are going through true existential crisis, like what COVID is doing to us, the only person that steps in is the state. Uh, you know, at that time, a private job, a corporate job, can only help us so much. It's a state that was able to bring in lockdown. It is a state that is able to, you know, make sure that people are staying apart. The state that's uh, trying to figure out where the medicines are going to come from. The state uh, that is trying to, you know, bring in all the test kits and so on and so forth. So whenever a fundamental existential situation comes up, it's very obvious that we have to look up at the state. Um, and not just India. I think it's uh, across the world. That's really what we see is happening. Um, but let me, you know, the contrast of the uh, the, the corporate and the uh, public job. Let me take that to Ajit for a change. Um, Ajit, do you want to give your own perspective on that? Sure. Uh, so typically, when you work in a corporate role, I mean, whether it's what whatever kind of industry, the kind of metrics that you would, uh, you know, evaluate to every scenario would be an ROI or IRR or typical your metrics. Now, when you come, when it comes to government, I mean, just like what Nitin told, uh, like the angles of welfare, or so at least even in my context, different things like the employment potential of a new, uh, you know, initiative, uh, the investment potential, uh, the welfare. So the dynamics between changes from an ROI, which is a very organization-centric view to a larger ecosystem-centric view when you get into a government. Uh, so that is the fundamental difference from a corporate and a government that I've seen. And besides that, most of us, I mean, all of us have grown in that, uh, I mean, in, during our childhood and college life all was in a liberalization and post-liberalization sort of a time frame. And uh, all of us would have had a very uh, unidimensional view of the government. Things like, okay, when you, uh, so imagine yourself in the childhood, how, how do you see government as? You may see government as an entity that gives you, let's say, licenses, permits, certificates, and things like that. From that stage, government has evolved a lot to what is there right now. So today, even if you are a corporate, uh, there are different ways in which you need to engage with the government. So, and unfortunately, to say the least, uh, that kind of a very, I mean, very few corporates in India, uh, you know, work very closely hand in hand with government. So typically corporates have a very transactional nature of uh, looking into working with government. Okay, hey, I need this permission. I need this law change. I need that, etc. That is a typical way in which I would say 90 or maybe 80 percentage of the corporates work uh, with their respective government, whether it's state or central and all that. But ideally, like if you look into, let's say, Western nations like US or Germany or uh, UK or these kind of places, the way in which every business works with different levels of government is much, much more elaborate. So imagine if you have a, a supplier who is uh, in a very remote part of, uh, you know, country or state or whatever, how can you work with government to upskill that supplier to the next level? 
how can you you know develop that ecosystem of your uh, distribution network so that it benefits a wider community so these are the kind of things that uh, government expects from a corporate which might not be very obvious when you are in a corporate perspective so in a corporate you don't really think about that kind of a big picture you think only about your governmental sorry in your organizational uh, boundaries but whereas in government uh the kind of expectations from industry is much much uh, manifold not 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 just in terms of employment it's about developing the overall ecosystem and in fact that is the way that corporate sector can drive up the uh, policy changes and uh, whatever different uh, benefits that they want to get from the government in fact unless the corporates do this bit of it i would say there's no use in cribbing that hey government is not doing anything etc government is a very uh, you know diverse entity with different different uh, arms and faces so you have to engage effectively with the government to drive your both your business as well as the country's ecosystem forward nice very well put um, i think that goes back to i think what uh, i think shashank was mentioning also you know be helping i think uh, the government's primary responsibility is to take care of the the unfortunate at some level and that's perhaps where they expect corporates to also come and start helping and then you know look at their own policies that converges to you know what the government's uh, expectations also are um so i'll just move on to my next um, sort of question i think all of us here who passed out from imk are perhaps the lucky ones you know we are fortunate we are privileged that you know we were able to go through the education that we could go through um that we had the uh, you know uh, we had the upbringing that we had and then hopefully a lot of us are in uh, are well placed are in good uh, you know good careers um and all of us do want to contribute you know now that we are where we are uh, we want to contribute but we don't want to leave out our cushy job uh, so how are there uh, are there opportunities for people who are in the private space to contribute to public good and how can they um, on a personal from a personal side as well as from you know a pro- professional side how can they contribute towards uh, nation building let me ask that to sharif first uh you know the average uh, i am graduate would be earning something like uh, 20 to 25 lakhs i'm just i, I think it might be on the lower side but uh, that's something uh, an i am grad would be earning right from the pass out stage and uh, if you take the whole average uh that would place you at like 0.05 percentage of the total uh, income pyramid uh, of of this india of india of the country i don't know if uh, you can weigh that responsibility on yourself that's a huge responsibility like 0.05 percentage the kind of just like uh, you had pointed out we all started with the head start uh, we had an advantage to begin with uh, there is a starking divide between the rich and poor in india i don't know uh, if everyone appreciates that to the core as how uh, me and shashank might because we see it every day on our faces uh, so it's a huge responsibility for everyone in the private sphere to actually support the government uh, being part of the civil society which is actually the fifth pillar of uh, indian democracy like uh, and it's their role to support all the four pillars as in uh, your role comes in for example uh, in supporting the executive uh, there are a whole lot of uh, uh working groups who actually consult the government for a whole lot of decisions like uh, there's this particular civil society group in bangalore which actually uh, approaches uh, municipal governments uh, giving solutions for uh, things varying from uh, waste management uh, to poverty uh, alleviation so it's all about uh, the initiative from uh, the, the from all of you folks to be part of such groups who can proactively contribute don't wait for the government to come and ask you please feel free to come ahead and uh, approach any of these government entities like you can approach any dm any sp uh, any uh, any bureaucrat for any innovation that you might be suggesting any solution that you might have because we all know the problems we can it's very easy to point out problems but if you have a solution it might not be that apparent to everyone in the public sphere because you might have a better exposure better access to resources so please feel free to come forward i i i am i, I still feel that people are yet waiting for that call to come ahead and uh, say yes and put up their hands and say yes uh, uh, that we are available at, at your stake for a matter comes to the legislature there is always white papers which always ask for uh, for policy inputs if you see any major policy inputs uh, happens when they put a, 
uh, white paper on uh, on the website asking for suggestions from top key experts now that is not only the job of consultants like uh, uh, people who would enter the lateral space any expert can come ahead and do that now we know like you would be an expert in agile networks i'm sure that has like you're already working with the government uh, on a lot of projects for that now so are a lot of different people who are in management consulting or even analytical consulting like i was talking to my friend who was in analytics there is so much work which uh, we can do in lot of government uh, sectors because there are a lot of data that we are working especially in income tax like nidin said already we are moving towards that but then let's let's uh, pull in people to all all these things like even for the judiciary uh now with judicial activism in place people need to write more people need to be vocal more about the issues around them uh pils are the way ahead now why do uh, we leave it to the people in for ngos to work on like civil society is equally as responsible to act upon each and every one of these but having said that there are limitations there are uh, uh, it's not all not all doors are open even today as far as i understand but uh, it's something for you to knock down uh, that's what i believe i in this context i would also like to thank the imk alumni association who had donated quite a bit for the covid relief initiative that uh, we had done even shashank had done uh, i believe but uh, irs officers of karnataka had uh, pitched in for a relief effort there were people from private space like piru who's a good friend from ninja cart who actually agreed to donate one ton of vegetables every day for the the needy so and there are so many other people who i would want to refer but it's it's all coming in my only point is that uh, we just need to be a little more proactive in terms of approaching government solutions uh, i hope that that gives a vague idea of uh, what i expect no, absolutely sharif thank you so much shashank um, would you want to also give your perspective no actually uh, sharif is right because see this covid thing we need it is a uh, It, there is a one when when we learn uh, in our academy that is national police academy hyderabad they are taught one billion principle eight police is public public is police and i'll uh, stretch it further that uh, whatever government is doing government is doing for the public they are that's why they are called, called public sector undertakings or uh, we are public servants so uh, we need cooperation of the private sector as well see for example this covid thing see Uh, we have deputed lot of people lo- a lot of lot of staff uh, on the roads for this covid thing but we need the support of the public if all the public will come then there will be cures so as sharif has said i will not stretch it further but sharif has uh, described it rightly that uh, we need the support of private sector as well because there is intersection uh, of public and private at each and every juncture and he rightly pointed out that we are uh, when we pass out from imk in fact not from imk from other management institutes or from engineering uh, backgrounds so they are at least in the top 1% of the country in uh, pay wise as well as education wise so it is a great responsibility and uh, uh, we should not think that only he it is his responsibility or their responsibility or sheriff responsibility or my responsibility it is our collective responsibility it is our country our nation and all of us has to play a role uh anything worth doing is worth doing well so even if uh, even if you are working and coding in your in your company see you are actually adding to the uh, economy of the uh, of the of the country you are actually adding in the employment generation because if your company is doing well you will generate more employment government will do well because you it will be earning taxes from you government will not have to worry about creating more employment opportunities i mean this is a small example Uh, for example there are uh, many private companies uh, if you if you will go to if you will just think uh, usa there is they have launched some dragon dragon x in the uh, in the space they are collaborating with nasa so as lot of companies like for example nasa and tubro and other companies also some startups also they are working in tandem with the government and they are working in technology wise uh, upgradation of technology helping the government where if uh, suppose government has a project and uh, you are an engineer you are a technical you are, you are of technical mind as sharif has said that lot of problems are there and we just crib about it i also used to crib before coming here but we have to step in we have to and we he is right we all are open i mean our numbers are public anybody anyone can call i mean uh, i must say that sharif also must be doing but police is working 24 hours since i joined my service there has not been an holiday 
I have not celebrated a single Diwali, Holi, or any festival with my with my family. And you, I mean, nothing we celebrate. Every time we are on streets, we are on streets. We are there for you. We are there for everyone, and we are approachable all the time. And we need your help. We need your solutions. Uh, some traffic, uh, for example, in Bangalore, there is very good traffic management uh, things uh, that are coming up that are already installed also. So it is with the help of uh, all the te uh, technical folks. So I mean, we 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 see some movies also in which some technical we we come and will help uh, the secret services and all. And it actually we actually need it. So there are ample opportunities, even if you are working in private, even if you are working in government, if you are at home. you have the responsibility towards your nation you have, so i think immense opportunities are there because we are still uh, progressing and lot needs to be done actually thank you thanks thanks a lot shashank um but let me flip the question as well um i mean it's uh, no secret that uh, quite often uh, there seems to be a trust deficit with public institutions um so you know many of us when we think police or income tax the first sense that you have is fear um you know you know because you feel like okay you know they they could they could impose some law on you they could come after you in the name of law enforcement you know they could uh, you know oppress you and so on and so forth um one what is what do you think is the reason that uh, that still seems to exist to some extent and to how do you think both the government as well as public can work towards uh, you know removing some of this uh, distrust nitin uh, can you take that question uh, i i would have i would have loved if shari uh, sharif or shashank have taken that question but let me give it a shot right let me just try i was also this mistrust is something which is not unfounded right i mean effectively there is mistrust for anything you know including and before joining gst and let me tell you i had to get uh, you know a character certificate made before you join any government organization and i had to go to a police station right uh, of course you have to have a background verification and shashank will be able to correlate with what i'm trying to say it's it was a nightmare right i mean i i had to prepare myself i had to practice what i will say so it was a nightmare but but please understand there is a job of an administrator the job of an administrator to ensure not only ensure the smooth flow of uh, you know citizen centric services but also ensure that the justice is being uh, meted out and there are a lot of other thought that actually go in and that's why at times uh, you know they have to take tough decisions which causes this mistrust how this mistrust is being overcome of course you know it is not just about creating a free flow of activities because you do have unscrupulous elements in the society they have to be you know checked upon after having joined gst and i have i have you know one one most interesting and the unique thing about working at gst and is i know the commissioners of commercial taxes and and the tax officers across across the country i mean right from kerala till till jnk and from uh, gujarat right up to uh, west bengal i know tax officers across the country and i've i've worked with them i've worked with them i've had tax officers calling me at 2 am 3 am in the morning for certain technical issues that their uh, you know tax uh, that their taxpayers are actually facing so it is not that uh, you know they are not attempting of course there are uh, unscrupulous elements that also have to be contained so that somehow you know somewhere causes this mistrust you know and how to overcome i mean effectively you see there are a lot of initiatives that have been done aadhar is one of them you know aadhar was one big initiative to be very honest with you it is the game changer and it is much larger than the social security you look the amount of benefits that have been associated with aadhar look how the government managed uh, this whole distribution of uh, uh, public grains uh, using aadhar the amount of financial assistance that was provided using aadhar you know and they have made sure that there is no middleman in between right so so there is an intent there is of course uh, an opportunity technology is that opportunity technology is a platform that provides that transparent opportunity for a seamless interaction between an administrator and uh, and the consumers so that's that's what my take is of course my view has changed after having come to gst mm -hmm. and having worked with so many uh, government officers over last four and a half four four and a half years so so that's how i would want to have a look at it sure thank you mr Shashank, do you want to quickly give your perspective? No, actually, I will just uh, quote you an example. For example, uh, suppose 
somebody comes to the police station uh, see uh, to answer what nitin sir has just said that uh, regarding that part, uh, that verification wala thing because only for only due to this verification recently we were able to catch two uh, two al qaeda terrorists here in mizoram just now in my district just four months back because we were having thorough verification tenant verification process going on so and they were from ansar al islam so this is very much necessary to find out okay i mean we have to iron out all the thing all the problems which you face that's why we are going for uh, uh, internet uh, uh, internet platforms and other things so that we have minimal uh, uh, minimal interaction only the police uh, police person will come to your uh, come to your house and will have the verification from your uh, neighbors and all so we have to iron out all these things but these things are very much necessary and that that trust deficit why 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 we are being uh, always there is always a trust deficit with police or with other government uh, organizations like uh, my friend sharif uh, will be uh, will be telling us why because see somebody is coming to coming to the police station there are two parties okay both of them will think they are right but we will judge and we'll take the uh, the side of uh, one party because we think that they are the victims and the other one is the oppressor so obviously we'll register a case against the other party the other party will definitely be enemy to the enemy to us because they will not like us because we have taken action against them so 50% whenever we take action 50% will always go against us that is the reason and in some cases it is more than 50% also suppose we have to we are going to some see uh, it was my sister's wedding and at 10 police came and they stopped the dj uh in delhi so obviously i mean i i know that we have to stop but obviously my other relatives they will think now oh my god why so if police is going to your party and stopping the dj at 10 then obviously we are your enemies or you will not have very good opinion about us so from here the trust deficit starts so for to overcome this obviously we have to iron out our things we have to be more interactive with people uh we have so that's that's what we are our seniors are doing our organization is doing other government organizations are also doing but uh, at the same time we also have to be law abiding citizens we have to follow, follow the law i mean it should start from within na how can we how can i expect that others should be good how can they expect that they others should be good we have to correct ourselves i think the whole nation will be corrected this is very what well. the mind is absolutely very well shashank thanks a lot i'll take sharif's views as well before i go on to the next question sharif uh see the mistrust happens because of the lack of accountability which was there a matter of past but today there are so many accountability mechanisms instilled by the institutionally and uh, now people are also more aware of their rights and duties so these uh, instances of mistrust have come down for a, by a far margin by a bigger margin now uh, being in the income tax department the first question you always get uh, Uh, from your friends is yaar kitne banaya yaar like that is the kind of phrase that everyone comes in because this is a department which has been dealing with resources which with money the avenues of uh, uh, making money out of your way is higher but things have changed a lot like institutionally now uh, like nitin would have also worked on uh, the there is something called faceless assessment you now the government doesn't want uh, people to walk into government departments anymore it is all uh, a, a faceless interaction suit by uh, technology Sorry, the moment you yeah. said face, face, face. Nidhi has taken it a little too literally. Anyways, uh, so going ahead. So institutionally, these checks and mechanisms have uh, have come back in place. Secondly, grievance mechanisms. Now, how many of you, uh, when you face an issue in government departments, do actually lodge a grievance? Uh, there is something called uh, PG Portal dot in. Uh, I like something called CP Grant. These are prime. Uh, these are grievance mechanisms which are monitored by the Prime Minister's office. So next time you face any issue with any central government agency, and certain state governments have also enforced it, please go to pgportal.in. It's a website. It's accessible to everyone. Do file in your grievance with the respective department, and then the government department, whichever it is, is supposed to give an answer within 30 max 60 days. Now, with these grievance systems in place, uh, when the mistrust happens. you should go back give your feedback now some might refrain saying that we expect a backlash we expect that something might happen to our country now don't choose the easy way out 
fight it out there is there are so many accountability mechanisms out there that there is no further excuse for people to complain that there is no one uh, uh, answerable about a certain thing media people are tweeting about all the issues that are faced now if you I, to be very frank a tweet is considered more dangerous for the government servant we are like a tweet are bap re this issue is going to be above our head but i'm glad that citizens had that power at their uh, uh, on their hands so yeah i think we are going to a very positive space with regard to public trust sure thank you thank you sharif now uh, i'll put my next question to you only sharif uh, i'm sure in your uh tenure with the income tax department you would have encountered various incidents um gone through different experiences has there been has there been any time when you have doubted yourself for your decision mm. see working in the department uh, uh gives you access like probably i'll have to recount my experience of working in, during the elections uh, i was in the investigation department Uh, we were conducting lots of searches and raids, uh, and during election time, it's always the hunt for money, uh, especially during a period of around 15 to 30 days, when you are always on the road. You're 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 searching people based on information which comes all your way. Uh, at that point of time, you always when you uh, execute a search, you need to examine the phones. Uh, I'm just quoting this example. When you see the kind of hatred messages that you see in some uh, uh, WhatsApp messages or WhatsApp. groups and it's not just any any other folks country folks we are talking about we are talking about people right at the highest level uh, of both government and uh, on the private space i can't give names but when you see that kind of hatred in people you always feel is it worth fighting for like is it worth like uh, isn't it easy to just move away uh, from the, the there are a lot of people who have moved away from uh, public service abroad it's it's it there are so many uh, big ticket items waiting to pick you up uh, but but somewhere inside there is this huge responsibility inside you to move it so there have been those doubts but then ima- kind of the imagining the kind of change that you make over a lo- over a long time and uh, uh, the kind of happy faces that you see uh, uh, shashank would be able to see that uh, much more on a daily extent for me uh, people are not happy with what i do they won't come to me and smile on your face But, no, I would uh, I, be very happy if you give me a big refund. I'm just letting you know how to make me happy. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, we are doing our best. Mind, uh, mind to Sharif, mind to. <laughs> uh, right, right now the priority of the government is to issue all the refunds, especially considering the COVID uh, uh, issue. Coming back to the question, so uh, apart from that, always when you look at your personal balance sheet, uh, you always feel that is was was this the right decision to make? Uh, obviously, the 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 money that you could have made in the private space, all that comes into your mind. But then, uh, the moment when you see or you can relate to something which uh, whose life you have made happier, and the lives that you have changed, and the kind of scale at which you change in public service, uh, I think it's worth it. It's uh, so it, it's definitely worth it. Thank you, thanks, Shri. Ajit, can I ask the same question to you? Have you ever? Uh, gone through any experience or incident where you doubted whether you take the right call by moving into this job uh so when you are into this role uh, you get exposed into a lot of situations wherein uh, you know you never know whether you would be able to do so for example in uh, 2018 uh, we had just re- returned from an abroad uh, investor delegation meets and stuff like that and all that and within one or two days we were straight into the ke- tackling kerala floods uh, so uh, it, it was like the century's uh, biggest floods that has hit the state so when things like that happen uh, at times you feel like okay you are not trained for this uh, you are like okay battling something that is totally new uh, so i i was uh, put i mean i was in that logistics control room etc and were in lot of distress calls were coming from different parts of the state and things like that and all that so often uh, okay you would be able to do a lot of things uh, you would be able to moralize uh, you know delegate help call up people coordinate etc but you may feel a little bit overwhelmed at uh, different points and times because uh, on every every day basis or i mean i wouldn't say every day but quite often you might get it, get uh, you know involved in situations that are not that you are not really trained for and uh, the that kind of activities can impact a lot of people also so that is the time when okay you have to somehow reinforce that belief uh, in yourself uh, in one way or other and continue with it because there's uh, 
ഫൈനലി യു ആർ റെസ്പോൺസിബിൾ ഫോർ എ ലോട്ട് ഓഫ് തിങ്സ് ദാറ്റ് ഹാപ്പനിങ് അറൌണ്ട് ഈദർ ഫോർമലി ഓർ ഇൻഫോർമലി സോ ദിസ് ദിസ് നോട്ട് ആക്ച്വലി പാർട്ട് ഓഫ് മൈ ഫോർമൽ റോൾ പെർസെ ബട്ട് യു ഗെറ്റ് ട്രസ്റ്റ് ഇൻ ടു എ ലോട്ട് ഓഫ് ഇൻഫോർമൽ സിറ്റുവേഷൻസ് ഓൾസോ ഓൺ നീഡ് ബേസിസ് ഓൾസോ So now let's move into, you know, as we start getting into the latter segment of this session, we'll start uh, getting into some of the more, uh, you know, interesting things and, you know, what keeps you uh, motivated and driven. Um, so uh, let me ask this question to Shashank. Shashank, what keeps you up at night? Well, uh, 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 on a lighter note, I think Netflix, but I mean, this, the, the question which I asked to my wife, just... Yeah, what do you think? What keeps me awake at night? Uh, just like that. I mean, some days back we were just talking. You are only Netflix. You are always on Netflix like that. But the reality is that, uh, see, uh, I am SP of a district which is double the size of Delhi, around three thousand square kilometers. We have uh, borders with Bangladesh. I'm I'm talking about Mahmet here. Uh, we have borders with Bangladesh. We have uh, interstate borders also. This moment we have to see whether. we have to check the moment uh, of uh, vehicles that those people who are coming they are not carrying uh, and we have to quarantine those people who are coming from other other states initially so these things apart from that as i already told you that uh, recently we had uh, we had caught some two al qaeda terrorists so there can be more in the hiding uh, they are from ansar al uh, aslam group so we have to uh, i have to be awake and i have to be thinking about those matters also there are some normal cases uh, i still remember i still remember i mean it was in 2017 and uh, there was i cannot divulge because of the security issues but there was uh, there was one uh, person i'll say and uh, the justice was not done at that time and we tried hard to catch the culprit and still some t- still that uh, cctv footage is in my laptop and i still see to find any clue though i have been transferred i was acp silampur at that time and we really tried very hard and uh, we, i really had tears in my eyes that time seeing the state but we could not catch the culprit we tried very hard still we we still i still i mean if i close my eyes uh, i mean tears comes to my eyes and i still think i still see various cctv footage whether i can have some uh, clue about that so that i can inform my uh, my friends or colleagues there uh, back in delhi so those things like unsolved cases those things also uh, keep us awake so lot many things uh, are there to actually i mean disturb your good night sleep but at the same time uh, you should have the support of your family because obviously most of the time we are in office 24 hours we are working and it, i mean there were instances when i uh, in delhi when i i am just entering my house and there is a call of some murder or something which calls for my attention i have to go back i mean i just stepped in i have to go back without having food also so these things the work actually keeps us awake and the th- thinking about work because it is not just like uh, we can leave it because you are responsible for the life of around of, of everyone who is who is there in my district or everyone who is there in my jurisdiction and apart from that everyone who is there out because here uh, i'm also the chairman of uh, district wildlife protection committee there are some elephants and there are some tigers also here so we i have to uh, keep in mind their safety also uh, it is uh, in the golden route of the drugs we have to check that there is no drug coming uh, coming uh, from other uh, from 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 other parts of the country or entering the country from uh, other other nations so those things also are very important so i think that is enough uh, to keep someone awake at night apart sure. from netflix of course <laughs> yes 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 netflix, <laughs> apart from netflix what else does keep you awake at night <laughs> i'm not a movie buff i i just don't like uh, you know i'm i'm more a I'm more an outdoor guy uh, you know i prefer going out for a walk unfortunately this covid has taken that uh, uh, opportunity away from me but i still want to love to go out uh there are many things uh, you know in fact you look at the way the scale is actually increasing you know we are we are targeting to take uh, uh, you know our gst system to to the next level we, we are already working hard to to make it uh, tenable and uh, at around 3 lakh to 5 lakh 
taxpayers working at the same time uh, to support about 5 crore taxpayers so we are on a journey we are we have to keep up with the uh, with all the changes that the government is uh, actually introducing what really gives me a scary night every time there is a gst council meeting or there is a policy wing meeting or there is a law committee meeting there is a new change coming right and then that really scares me up because many a times this changes actually change the basic structure of the architecture we have a running system and then suddenly we are told to make the change making that change at that scale you know when you have 1.2 1.3 crore taxpayers working mm -hmm. on the portal it's, it's quite a challenge if you if you uh, if you come from the software background you'll be able to relate uh, uh, to it but then we have kept up we have thus far kept up every single notification that government has has uh, given we've been able to deliver uh, the changes and and you know that's something you know one of the thing that really worries me if there is a change that is coming to coming our way and we are not able to deliver you know there is a there is a huge impact there is a huge impact not only on taxpayers but also on ability of administration administration to administer a tax regime which is as complex uh, as gst however over time you see a lot of simplification measures have uh, been taken by by the government over time you will see a lot more simplified gst and lot more simplified interface to the portal but hiding behind this simplicity you will see a lot of complex web of uh, uh, applications and the cogs and the wheels that are that are working i think some of these things have actually given me the excitement as well as uh, you know a sleepless nights uh, over time of course uh, there are a lot of other uh, uh, aspects as well for example no taxpayer grievances twitter is one thing that really keeps me up on the night i mean effectively if you look at the problem even before it gets notified within the system uh, through its monitoring mechanism twitter is already abuzz with the, a lot of these problems that happen and unfortunately uh, you know or rather fortunately uh, all these taxpayers when they have a problem even if it's a problem of uh, pertaining on their side they start tagging prime minister fm and everybody and it, it, it suddenly becomes snowballs into a huge controversy so yeah i mean to sum it up all these things together give me all sleepless nights i i i wake up with the heavy head uh, many a times so so that's that's what keeps me up yeah no i can i can well i can only imagine i sometimes wonder after hearing your stories how you even can get go to sleep you know because you could be awoke, you know woken up any time and i i sometimes wonder how that would ever be um now coming to the last sort of question um i wanted to take this question by relating my own experience um so i've got more than 20 years of experience in the industry now predominantly software and uh, the most fulfilling project that i've actually done is at aadhar at uidi and and so i keep telling people around me that that's the project that i can talk to my grandchildren about all the other projects have no meaning this is the one that give me a lot of fulfillment it's something that my grandchildren can relate to um and so i was just wondering i'm sure in your experiences you must have encountered a lot of such moments uh, so have you already come across that story that you want to tell your grandchildren about ajit let me start with you okay so not a project per se so uh, see one of the main things that i am in one way or other passionate about is that how do you bring in uh, you know industry and development to uh, tier 2 or tier 3 cities uh, in india or even, i mean to be frank in kerala but yeah applicable to a larger indian context also so uh, you know i would be really proud if i am able to bring in some major you know projects investments etc not to a tier 1 not tier capital per se but to a tier uh, to a remote place and things like that because if you look into the development of india per se i mean in the initial parts of the indian industrial revolution and all that see jamshedpur was developed by tatas and uh, bhilai was developed by the steel plant and jamnagar was developed by reliance and stuff like that so uh, but in the post technology uh, you know evolution per se it hasn't really gone into a tier 2 or tier 3 place that as much as uh, we would have expected so and if you in fact travel through a lot of uh, tier 2 and tier 3 cities in india all that you would see is the old parents uh, you know big homes i mean that's especially prevalent in kerala so if you travel within the state outside of trivandrum and kochi 
all that you have is old parents uh, with a big house and children in australia us and the uk and all that places so the demographics in india is uh, you know by and large shifting to uh, a kind of situation wherein the tier 2 and tier 3 cities are getting full of this old people old well off people and all the tier 1 cities like bangalore and mumbai and everything is getting choked up by uh, you know a lot of uh, industry and all that so i would be very happy if i am I mean, into the next generation or whoever whom i can inspire if i am able to move a lot of this uh, business from the congested cities to a tier 2 or tier 3 cities and bring in economic development over there so that is something that i feel i am still trying in one way or other for that uh in fact that that is that is one reason i believe one thing that i believe even corporates could contribute a lot uh, in that way to the development of nation per se because if your development is very city centric i mean there there is no use in cribbing about uh, pollution in uh, delhi and traffic in bangalore and i don't know what uh, scarcity in uh, chennai if you are a corporate and you are massing people only in those cities so indian development in the post technology era has been by and large very tier 1 centric thing and we need to move to tier 2 centric tier 2 or tier 3 centric thing i would be very happy if i am able to achieve something to that extent and uh, i can tell that i wish i can tell that kind of a story to the next generation that's brilliant thank you ajit sharif do you want to go next uh see uh, as far as uh, work is concerned uh, i'm yet to hit those huge milestones uh, as stories to be spoken but we a few of us uh, friends and core group we are working on this uh, pet project uh, wherein uh, it's a very close to education uh, as in I all, uh, something which we believe that uh, education and people not figuring out what they want to do in life is actually the biggest problem uh, the world faces because a wrong teacher uh, at in a school uh, is someone who might have aspired to be a pilot but finally ended up being a teacher now the kind of uh, long scale effects that can have on kids uh, is multifold similarly someone who should have been in the police say someone who should, uh, should have been in the police who was ideal material for police finally ended up being a, a drug gangster because he didn't know where to how to tap into that and how to get into that right channel similar about administrator there are so many people out there who are not fit for administration but they have ended up there just because they have followed their uh, what their parents told them they have just cleared uh, exam after exam and been there but uh, so i believe that everyone want to aspire to do things which they might have the innate abilities for just that our education system is not able to figure that out Uh, so in in consultation few, with few education experts uh, we are trying to figure out a few metric tests which will actually help kids uh, to figure out their core key abilities uh, as in uh, like there will be a parallel system of education which will actually tell kids that okay this is something you are good at this is definitely something you should not look at uh, so even if your parents force you even if the exam systems force you you do not take that line uh i would relate it to more because i have taken so many of these career steps and uh i believe it's it's a huge waste of resources and time and efficiencies now you would not want sachin to have become an ias officer because he is a much 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 uh, in a bigger international avatar because he is a cricketer so this particular point doesn't doesn't drive home until we get more and more positive results out of such a system so uh, um, this is something we are working on it's a very complex system we are uh, trying trying to do a sabbatical also in something related to this uh, so hopefully if something comes into shape and uh, if it results in a, a huge positive scenario in the future yeah that would be something i would love to tell my grandparents uh, grandchildren sorry <laughs> grandparents sure, <laughs> sure. Shashank, can you go next? And then uh, there is a question that has come up. So to Nitin, I'll probably ask that question. But Shashank, so definitely, actually, every day we have some stories uh, because we had gangs. You know, I was ACP Silapur. We have gangs operating there. But obviously, due to confidentiality, I I may not be able to tell about those Al Qaeda terrorists or not. But there is one incident which I still remember. Uh, I mean, two three incidents, but this I remember. I'll uh, because. i i'll put it in a bullet points i can see the picture of a man being killed being shot here and there is one person bilal who was just walking next to him he's just 18 years uh, from the silampur area he speaks english like that but he was just doing this like this uh, posture 
so my senior said that he is the one who initiated he is the killer i we interrogated bilal uh, we interrogated bilal still remember the interrogation and everything then i i convinced myself that he is not the killer then i uh, requested my senior sir please give me some time he is not the killer he is an innocent man so they gave me okay you have 24 hours i still remember so my intelligence were already on uh, so it was another person shavan who killed that person we located his uh, we located him he was in himachal then the scene comes in my in my eyes when uh, with the uh, when i was in front of that house in which shavan was he came out uh, brandishing his weapon which was which was loaded and luckily he pointed it as pointed at us but luckily he did not fire then the 2 km chase run run we had my head one one of my head constable was only able to run with me we were running in the fields then i caught him then obviously we put it to the justice then the scene scene or uh, because then bilal was obviously scot free because he was innocent then the scene in which after 3 months though i it was one of the incidences after 3 months i forgot it uh then the scene comes of eid i was doing patrolling on my horse uh, near that eidga in front of jafarabad police station in delhi around 2 lakh people came there and i was on my horse mounted and i was just looking at everyone after the namaz bilal some one person came to me he said sir you remember me ke nahi yaar who are you uh, sir i am bilal wo rashid bhai ka murder hua tha na sir aapki wajah se main bach gaya aur uh, i pray to god allah और देन मैं आपको आपके लिए प्रे किया आई थिंक यू आर द मैसेंजर ऑफ गॉड तो मुझे इट रियली टस्ट मी इट रियली टस्ट मी एंड स्टिल आई रिमेंबर आई मीन हाउ यू कैन चेंज द लाइफ दिस वन ऑफ द एग्जांपल्स तो हाउ यू कैन चेंज द लाइफ फ्रॉम बीइंग अ मर्डर टू अनदर एग्जीक्यूटिव इन अ कॉल सेंटर सो दिस इज द डिफरेंस व्हिच वी कैन मेक एंड आई स्टिल रिमेंबर दिस अपार्ट फ्रॉम मेनी ऑफ द इंसिडेंसेस व्हिच व्हिच हैपन एवरीडे हियर दिस इज व्हाट आई हैव टू से that's that's just absolutely fantastic shashank i'm not sure if any one of us would have similar stories to relate at all as sometimes people say facts sometimes is you know far more inspirational than fiction and certainly that's a wonderful story uh nitin before i come for that the same question to you there is a question from uh, the audience was asking um, you know going forward on digitization uh, should the government focus primarily on administration and then outsource execution you know like passport service or even you know gstn and as one and so forth to private players i think a uh, partnership is a more uh, apt word uh, uh, you know uh, than outsourcing government cannot outsource administration i mean administration and uh, uh, digitization actually go hand in hand so outsourcing is not the solution I mean, effectively the subject knowledge of administration is there with the government the whole history of how uh you know different laws actually stretched together to form a citizen centric service uh, and a charter is is also very important so effectively instead of outsourcing for example if you look at passport right passport is being done by a uh, the whole in- infrastructure and have been created by a, a software a software giant from within our country however in every passport center while there are representatives of the software uh, uh, company there are also representatives from the government and they are working together and it's really a partnership which is working which is working very well there there is a trust that is there i think one of the fundamental point that i want to make out is when government has to work on such uh, you know s- such uh, large scale citizen scale uh, transforming projects there needs to be a trust between the two uh, two partners the partners are uh, supposed to be treated equal i mean one one of the feedback that i will always give having learned from my last four and five, four and a half five years experiences your partner is a trustworthy partner and, and both sides need to trust each other i mean once that trust is enabled i think a true partnership can be established a, a successful uh, you know citizen charter can be delivered so that is how i look at it uh, i don't think outsource is really the answer because outsourcing comes with its own set of challenges but partnership is something which i definitely feel uh, when two teams actually work together uh, they deliver very very high degree of uh, uh, values high impact values thank you nitin and so now your your turn to answer the story that you want to telegram you know when when shashank was actually explaining i was really uh, you know thinking that i'm sitting in a movie hall with a with a with a uniformed officer walking past the screen on a horse so i was really trying to correlate how will that actually look but shashank i think uh, i don't think i will have a story uh, which will actually have that kind of an impact 
uh, Virod, my view is that stories are are the stories that I tell to our grandchildren are nothing but you know collection of few milestones which gets converted into something that can be narrated. Each of these milestones have their own sense of narration. I mean, I have stories from uh, when I started working with a very small company in Delhi. Uh, from there, we basically I went on to I graduated to you know I, I took step by step approach to go to a larger company. From being a system administrator to a software developer to an architect to a software developer to a CTO to again a software developer and architect. These journeys and each of these uh, uh, you know milestones. Have their own set of stories uh, to be told, so I think at some point in time I just want to make sure that I don't run out of stories. Uh, you know, my my younger one keeps me up in the night. I I just want to make sure that I have always a story ready to tell her. And and even tonight, even even these days also when she comes to me at night, I I am bound to tell her a story. She forces me to tell a story. So sometimes I cook up uh, some of my experiences uh, with interacting with people. And cook up something and tell her. Of course, not everything is truth, but I, I, all I feel is I should never run out of stories. I, I do have every milestone has its own narration. I think I, I just want to make sure that I, I keep having these narrations till the time I'm, I'm alive. So that's, that's how I would like to answer it. Wow, that's, that's an absolutely great way to end the session. Thank you so much, all of you, and, and thanks a lot for actually taking time out. I know it's a working day for uh, some of you, and you do have to go back to your duty and your offices. But I think this has been an absolutely enriching and uh, enlightening session. I do hope that uh, uh, you know all the audience who watched it live and then who are going to watch this on YouTube uh, further would all be inspired and uh, make their choices uh, if they believe that uh, you know serving the public is uh, what their true calling is. That they actually take the plunge uh, and and you know find out the right appropriate career uh, within the government service uh, to help the public. So on that note, thanks everybody for coming in. Um, have a great weekend. Thank, Thank you. you. And on that note, one one last thing. Since I am from IMK, I am the first uh, Malayali student in IMK. I don't want to finish it off by saying Nanni Namaskar. Nanni Namaskar. Namaskar. Nanni Namaskar. <laughs> then I'll say in Mizuno Mangtao. Goodbye. Thank you. जिंदगी की सांस चलती है बादलों में क्लास चलती है हे गाइस लिसन टू द आई एम कोरिकोड एंथम बादलों में क्लास ऑन YouTube Spotify Apple Music Hangama एंड मेनी मोर स्ट्रीमिंग प्लेटफॉर्म्स